Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This morning, border breakthrough. New South Wales now open to Victoria. No checkpoints, no permits, no quarantine. Melbourne's milestone. The city clears its latest COVID hurdle as restrictions ease. Masks ditched outdoors and family Christmas given the green light. Lockdown fallout. South Australians celebrate, but businesses count the cost of the state's shutdown. And shark attack horror. A swimmer killed off an iconic WA beach. The deadly year in Australian waters. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. After nearly 140 days, the New South Wales and Victoria border has now reopened. Some lined up to become the first to cross the state line at midnight. New South Wales is now the only state to open to the entire country. It's been a massive police operation and we've achieved, I think, what we set out to and keep New South Wales safe through a very difficult time in this health crisis. As part of the operation, five million cars were checked, half a million heavy vehicles inspected and 1.2 million border permits were issued. New South Wales has now recorded 15 consecutive days of no local infections. Victoria has taken another big step out of lockdown with masks no longer required to be worn outside at all times. Residents only need to wear them when indoors on public transport or outdoors where social distancing isn't possible. Up to 15 visitors are now allowed at homes while 50 can gather outdoors. Cafes, bars and restaurants can have up to 300 people subject to density requirements. The capacity at gyms and indoor sporting venues has been upped to 150 and weddings and funerals can now have 150 but Premier Daniel Andrews is urging people not to be complacent. I would ask people to take this very very seriously. Gatherings in the family home can be the most dangerous. From December 14 up to 30 guests will be allowed to gather in homes just in time for Christmas. As South Australia emerges from its short-lived lockdown, the staggering cost of the outbreak has been revealed. The economy is expected to take a hit in excess of $100 million, while the SA government spent $3 million on COVID tests alone in the past week. Despite this, the Premier is standing firm on his decision to shut down the state. We have avoided a catastrophic situation in our state by following the unequivocal health advice. The government is under pressure to compensate businesses who were hit hard by the lockdown. 
Two children have died and a toddler is fighting for life after the car they were in crashed into a dam southwest of Brisbane. Pictures from our news chopper show the horrific aftermath as emergency crews worked to pull six people from the water. Tragically, a 13-year-old boy and a 5-year-old girl couldn't be saved. Two adults were taken to hospital with leg injuries while a 1-year-old is critical. A 6-month-old baby survived the wreckage unharmed. A woman's been stabbed at a home north of Brisbane overnight. The woman was found with a serious head wound at her home in Murrayfield. She was treated at the scene before being taken to hospital in a serious condition. Queensland police say a man has been arrested. He's also been taken to hospital for treatment. A man has died after being mauled by a shark off a popular beach in Broome. The 59-year-old local was swimming when he was bitten on the hand and the thigh. Witnesses tried to drag him to shore, but he couldn't be saved. Minutes after Broome's tranquil cable beach turned deadly, police closed the famous stretch of sand, confirming a man was dead, attacked by a shark. And I heard sirens, uh, horns beeping, like kind of get out of the way sort of thing. It happened on a remote stretch of Broome's famous Cable Beach, two kilometres north of the main tourist area. The local was swimming solo when he was bitten on his arm and upper thigh. Witnesses tried to help, but he'd lost too much blood. Can I thank all of those people who attempted to rescue the man in the surf? Um, but clearly, very, very sad day for Broome, very sad day for uh, his family and uh, no doubt... Uh, there's a lot of grieving people at the moment. The attack has left the Broome community stunned. For many, today marks the last day of the regular tourist season, but nobody wanted to see it end like this. I can't imagine what that family's going to go through. Um, and going into Christmas, it's going to be... <laughs> they're going to be heartbroken. Smaller sharks aren't uncommon, but big ones are rare in these warm waters. This tiger shark was spotted on Cable Beach three months ago. It's been 27 years almost to the day since the last fatal attack in Broome. But this is the third death in WA this year. Nationwide, eight lives have been lost to the predators that rule the ocean, making 2020 the deadliest year in Australian waters in almost a century. Emily Baker. Seven News. Australians could be free to travel overseas sooner than expected, with the federal government hinting at a change of rules for next year. Political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. It all depends on what happens with the coronavirus vaccines. Good morning, Jodie. Yes, the government's still hopeful that a vaccine will be available early next year if the trials prove successful, and that will really be critical to international travel resuming hopefully shortly after. The Tourism Minister, Simon Birmingham, says the exact timing will depend on the effectiveness of any vaccine. There's still uncertainty over how long immunity might last. Australia is still in talks with neighbouring countries about possible travel bubbles, including with New Zealand, other Pacific Island nations. The minister says it's not impossible flights will resume in 2021, but opening up borders in the first six months of next year will pose difficulties. Here's some of what he had to say. Well, I think the first half uh, may be challenging, but, uh, but let's just see how we go in terms of how quickly uh, we can secure, distribute, get that take-up in relation to vaccines. 
Now, the Prime Minister remains in quarantine here in Canberra at the Lodge following his trip to Japan and he's met with virtually with G20 leaders over the weekend discussing the plans for an international rollout of any vaccine with developed countries to fill the funding gap. Jody. OK, Olivia, thank you. Former NRL star Michael Gordon will face court after being charged over a major drug bust. The ex-Penrith, Cronulla and Origin player has been stood down from the Titans coaching staff, with police claiming he was caught up in a cocaine and ecstasy syndicate trying to cash in on schoolies. He's among seven arrested and will appear in court next month. A man's been charged over an alleged hit and run that left a motorcyclist fighting for life in Sydney. The 49-year-old man allegedly ploughed into the 28-year-old rider near the northern entrance to the Sydney Harbour Tunnel on Saturday afternoon. The younger man was rushed to hospital where he remains in a critical condition. The driver was tracked down to a house at Eleonora Heights. He's been charged with a number of offences including failing to stop and dangerous driving occasioning grievous bodily harm. A teenager has become the latest victim of Sydney's escalating gang war. The 17-year-old was sprayed with bullets in the middle of a street in the city's west. The boy, who is a member of the notorious Alamedine family, is lucky to be alive. He's currently in a stable condition in hospital. Police have launched a manhunt to find the gunman who fled the scene in a luxury car. It was later found burnt out in a neighbouring suburb. A mother will remain behind bars charged with stabbing her son at their Sydney home. During a brief court appearance at Parramatta, lawyers for Samantha Palmer withdrew her bail application. The court heard Palmer had been drinking when her son returned to their Bellevue Hill home in the early hours of Saturday morning. The 22-year-old was stabbed six times in the head and upper body and is now recovering in hospital. Palmer will be back in court next week. A woman who was driving on a Melbourne freeway when a four-ton road sign crushed her car is now suing for damages. Nella Lettieri says she suffered physical injuries and psychological trauma. Nightmares, stress and depression. She can't work due to the physical and psychological injuries she suffered as a result of this sign falling on her car. Negligence claims have been filed against the Victorian government and the contractor responsible for building and installing the sign. Almost 2,000 years since the deadly eruption of Mount Vesuvius, more exceptionally well-preserved remains of victims have been found in Pompeii. Tourists are currently banned from the famous site, but archaeologists are hard at work unearthing more history. Two men, one wealthy, a master, the other his hard-working slave, worlds apart but discovered together, frozen in time. The two victims found in the past few days are an incredible, extraordinary testimony of the eruption the morning of the 25th of October. Officials believe the pair was seeking refuge in a corridor when Vesuvius erupted in 79 AD. Their remains, found by archaeologists in what was a grand villa on the outskirts of the city, the same place where three harnessed horses were located two years ago. Experts say the younger man had crushed vertebrae, indicating hard manual labour, the other traces of a woolen cloak under his neck. It's the first time in more than 50 years that plaster cut of the victims have been successfully made. This extraordinary discovery shows that Pompeii is important in the world not only thanks to the large number of visitors and tourists, but because it's an incredible place for research, study and training. 
Pompeii's ruins were first discovered in the 16th century. Today, there's still 20 hectares yet to be explored. In London, Sarah Greenolch, 7 News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones closed lower. The Nasdaq did as well. In London, the FTSE rose. Germany's DAX finished the day higher. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,872 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 42 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 73 US cents, close to 76 Japanese yen, and $1.05 New Zealand. Hundreds of protesters have broken into Guatemala's Congress building, setting it on fire. Anti-government rallies have been held across the country after the parliament approved a controversial budget bill. The bill gives more money to MPs for their living expenses while cutting major education and health programs. Protesters say the bill was passed in secret while the country was distracted by the impact of back-to-back -back hurricanes and the COVID-19 pandemic. Former French President Nicolas Sarkozy is set to appear in court accused of corruption. Mr Sarkozy is accused of attempting to bribe a magistrate in exchange for information about an investigation into his affairs. Other allegations include that he received more than 50 million euro in campaign funding from former Libyan leader Muammar Gaddafi. He's also accused of profiting from arms deals in Pakistan while president. More than 400 passengers and crew became stranded on a passenger ferry after it ran aground in Finland. The ferry had been sailing between Sweden and Finland when it struck rocks in a narrow passages, passage near a small island. It's believed strong winds and heavy rain caused the ferry to become stranded just offshore. After passengers and crew spent the night on board, tugboats arrived to free the vessel. COVID case numbers in the United States are now nearing 200,000 a day, but despite that, millions of people are preparing to travel for Thanksgiving. And as Donald Trump joined world leaders to discuss the crisis, the outgoing president wasn't paying attention. Donald Trump's final G20 meeting. So what's on the president's mind? 13 minutes into the world leaders' summit, his 89 million Twitter followers find out. Massive and unprecedented fraud, still trying to turn the election he lost almost three weeks ago. President Trump headed for golf, skipping a leaders' meeting on the pandemic as it ravages his country. This is faster, it's broader, and what worries me, it could be longer. And I think it's on all of us right now to make sure that it's not longer. Americans join giant traffic queues for COVID tests with the daily number of new cases poised to break through 200,000. The national death toll now above 255,000. Apparently I got the Rona. The president's eldest son speaking from isolation about his diagnosis. I may have a couple of days of uh, solo time and... There's only so many guns I can clean before that gets bored, so... In the week ahead, America's Thanksgiving holiday. Authorities fear millions will press on with the typical travel and big family events. If they do, COVID cases are all but certain to surge higher still. Nothing's stopping me. Nothing. I am nervous, but I want to be with my babies. I feel safe to fly, I think. I think we should all fly for Thanksgiving. <laughs> In Washington, D.C., Tim Lester, 7 News.
Australia's preparations for the upcoming series against India have been far from normal. The Test and White Bull squads are in separate hubs, with those quarantining after the IPL not joining up with the rest of the squad until Friday's first one day are in Sydney. Tim Payne has had only one net session during his isolation at home in Tasmania. He'll head to Sydney early next month to prepare for the first Test against India. A brilliant Alyssa Healy 100 couldn't save the Sydney Sixers from missing the Big Bash finals for the second straight year. It came down to a chase of 184 off 19 overs against the first-placed Melbourne Stars. The Sixers needed a win and a big net run rate boost. Healy flew to her century off 48 balls. It'll go for four and bring up her fourth WBBL 100. Healy made 111 and the Sixers won by five wickets with two balls left, but it wasn't enough. The Stars and Perth Scorchers start the semis on Wednesday night. Sydney Thunder will face Brisbane Heat on Thursday night. Arsenal have fallen further from the Premier League top four after a bizarre red card against Leeds. The Gunners had to play almost the entire second half with ten men after Nicola Pepe headbutted an opponent. And the card is coming out and Pepe will see red and Arsenal will play the rest with ten. What a crazy thing to do. Leeds couldn't take advantage. The game ended scoreless. Everton are still in touch with the top four after a hard-fought 3-2 win over Fulham. West Ham beat Sheffield United 1-0. Australian Jack Miller has ended the MotoGP season on a high with a podium finish in Portugal. For much of the race, Miller was in a fierce battle for second with Franco Morbidelli and it wasn't until the final lap that the Aussie made his move. And he knows he'll have the inside line in the next corner. Oh, Pat I think Miller's, Miller's got, got it. it. Jack Miller then. A late, late show coming from Jack Miller. Miller finished second behind hometown hero Miguel Oliveira, but still won the Constructors' Championship with Ducati and celebrated with a burnout. In Moto2, Australian Remy Gardner won his first ever race. Seeing a snow leopard in the wild is rare enough, but cameras in China have captured the moment one called out. It's not as intimidating as other big cats because snow leopards can't actually roar. They're still classed as vulnerable, although conservation efforts are helping to maintain numbers. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough stretching from WA into South Australia, Victoria and New South Wales is causing broad areas of showers and storms, some severe. Onshore winds are directing coastal showers over northern Queensland. Around the capitals, a sunny day for Brisbane heading for a top of 32 degrees, Sydney 29 with a possible thunderstorm, Canberra thunderstorms and 24, Melbourne a possible thunderstorm and 20, Hobart mostly sunny and 20, Adelaide 24 the top, mostly sunny, Perth heading for 35 today and sunny and a possible thunderstorm at 35 degrees also in Darwin. And that's 7 early news for this Monday the 23rd of November.